Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, a first studio recording by Rod Stewart is being auctioned off. Who will be the lucky fan to buy it? Today I'm joined by Martin uh, Millard, the director at Sheffins Auctioneers. Tell us more about it. Martin, how are you today? I'm very well, Tom. Thanks. How are you? Thanks very much for joining. What is this tape exactly? This is the, as you rightly say, the very first studio recording uh, made by now Sir Rod Stewart, of course, back in 1964. Um, it was a recording made in, uh, in London in Pepsi Rush's basement studio. Um, which was sent off as an audition tape, which led to his first major contract, his first record deal with Decca Records. My words. What what age would he have been? He was a young man back then. He would have been, uh, I guess, a late teenager. I don't think he'd even reached 20 yet. He was about 18 or 19 at that point. My words. And is it a full band demo or who, who's on it? So this is this is the beginning of Rod's solo career. Um, due to play piano was a certain Reg Dwight. Um, but due to the fact no he came down with way. a cold... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know Elton John don't know. exactly exactly but he was suffering with a cold so instead uh, Long John Baldry's Hoochie Coochie band stepped up um, and they played uh, uh, piano and, and background for Sir Rod right is that because I know when Rod when he started playing first he was singing with a kind of blues band around the clubs wasn't it was it was it that same band Exactly, exactly. And and a lot of his early tracks, I mean, on the, the track list for this particular tape, he's even got things like Mopers Blues. Um, you know, it's, it's really reflective of that early part of his career. What exactly is it, by the way, when we say tape, we tend to think of cassette tapes these days. Is it one of those old kind of studio analogue tapes? Absolutely. One of the old fashioned plastic reels with a quarter inch magnetic tape. Exactly that. Right. And there are many songs on it? Um, not a huge number, actually. Um, about six or seven on there in total. Um of course, it's coming up for 60 years old now, so um, we've we've not been brave enough to try and play it. Um, we'll leave that to whoever's lucky enough to secure it in the auction. Uh, and where has it been all this time? So our vendor is um, actually um, Jonathan Rowlands, who was working with Rod for about nine years. He was his manager um, back in the early 60s, um, and he has looked after it lovingly for all this time. Right. And the studio, I'm intrigued by the studio. Is that Does that still exist or is that gone? It's a very good question. I don't know if it still exists. I suspect it doesn't. Um, it was Pepsi Rush's studio. It was hidden in a basement um, in Berwick Street in Soho. Um, and I believe from Jonathan, somewhere on these recordings, you can hear at one stage Rod actually saying, somebody's banging on the floor. They're trying to get in. Um, so obviously uh, they weren't used to the, the, the noise of rock and roll from above. <laughs> God, it's such a little time capsule of, of, um, of history, isn't it? Um, have you any idea what it would be likely to go for? It's such a difficult thing to put a value on. Um, it, it's for a music fan, I guess it's it's priceless. But ultimately, it's a reel of tape that may or may not be playable. Um, there are no licensing rights with it. You know, one can't re-release the songs. It's just a piece of music history. We've put a wide estimate of five hundred to a thousand pounds, but ultimately. The buyers will decide on the day. God, it sounds like you would you would thought it would go for far more. I've been talking to various people about music memorabilia uh, at the moment, and you know when you talk about guitars belong to um, absolutely, they're going for millions. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and this, you know, God, Rod Stewart before he got a rock a record deal. Absolutely, it's quite something. I and mean, we've been lucky enough in the past to sell other. We've we sold the estate of the late Keith Flint of Prodigy fame. Um, and I handled Sid Barrett's estate when he sadly died. <clears throat> and certain artefacts really capture the imagination of fans and make huge sums of money. Um, but, you know, until one puts it to the market, 
one never can tell. You simply have no idea, yeah. Um, you say you haven't played this, um, and that fascinates <laughs> me now, I must say. Um, is there any reason why it wouldn't play? I suspect not, uh, but obviously the the tape's potentially a little bit fragile, having been around for 60 years, um, and I would hate to have having been entrusted to sell them to be the one that tried to play them and, and damage them. No, absolutely. <laughs> so I'd, 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 I'd let an owner do that, <laughs> right? But, but somebody who may be sitting on, you know, quite a lot of money and listening to this, should they buy it? Um, there is no reason why they shouldn't be able to play it. Now, they might only play it once and digitise it. Uh, but absolutely. They, but th- that is for them to do, is it? Exactly right. And I suspect that is what will happen. Somebody will, as you rightly say, digitise it so they can listen to it. But even if you can't, you know, it's such a... A captivating, as you say, time capsule, a little bit of Rod, his, Rod Stewart music history. Just fascinating things to own. And why people want to have them is one of the fascinating things as well. It, it can be dinner party desks where, guests where you take it out and they can't believe this thing. Um, should you do that? Should you did digitise it? Would it be trying to move heaven and earth to talk to a record company and try and look into getting it released? Uh, that would be a conversation to be had between somebody's lawyer and the record company, I suspect. <laughs> or an ecumenical man. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, fascinating thing. When is the auction? The auction is Thursday next week um, here in Cambridge. Um, we've got a, a mixed sale uh, of, of 20th century paintings, um, ceramics, works of art, even a classic car. Um, and amongst it, of course, this capsule of rock history. Right. And I'm just wondering the tape, is the handwritten notes on the outside of the box and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we've rather lovingly, um, Jonathan Rowlands has sent us some photocopies of his appointment book from 1964, detailing the meetings and the recording session. So it's it's a rather lovely little package. Yeah, I think you've set a very low guide on that. Um, (laughs) Let's hope so. (laughs) can, Can we watch online as well? Absolutely, absolutely. All via the Chefin's website. Um, it's a physical sale, but as these things are these days, it, it'll all be online, um, live streaming, and people have the option to bid online as well. Right, you never know. Someone listening to this could be just getting uh, itchy fingers and, and make your day when that happens. Martin, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, Martin Miller, the director at Chefin's Auctioneers, and that'll be next Thursday. And other songs, on, I see they're just like I treat you, Mopers Blues, Bright Lights, Big City, Keep Your Hands Off, or Don't Tell Anyone. Ain't That Loving You Baby, the work song. And this led to his deal where um, he released his first single, Good Morning Little Schoolgirl, on the strength of this soon after. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.